Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. No, Gavin. It's not just a free personality test. It's Scientology. It's recruitment into a cult. Pass. The following podcast contains... This man. This man is responsible for so much filth. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you went to an island where they kill everyone who even tries to come to the island, what the hell were you thinking? I am your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, November 28th, 2018, You Give Love a Bad Name edition of the show, where we talk about the colonizer's zeal to give you the Jesus disease, along with all the other diseases as well. Stay tuned. The What the Hell You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Missionary Positions. Are you looking to spread the word to the heathen, lay the Lord on the hearts of the unwashed, or speak the truth of the unsaved but short on time and money? Call Missionary Positions. We match Evangelica further with open positions in some of the world's most exciting locales. We're constantly seeking to fill positions in land starving for the Lord like Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, China, Iran, and North Korea. Nothing shows your love of Christ like the willingness to risk your very life to save a soul. All you need to do is sign up and sign over your bank accounts and power of attorney and missionary positions will put you where the Lord needs you now. Use the promo code CRUSADE at checkout and get a free bulletproof Bible. Hey, if you read history, you realize that God is one of the leading causes of death. <laughs> Has been for thousands of years. Hindus, Muslims, Jews, Christians all taking turns killing each other because God told them it was a good idea. The sword of God, the blood of the lamb, vengeance is mine. Millions of dead motherfuckers. Millions of dead motherfuckers, all because they gave the wrong answer to the God question. You believe in God? No. <laughs> dead. You believe in God? Yes. You believe in my God? No. <laughs> dead. My God has a bigger dick than your God. I took what was, for lack of a better word, a gap year after I left the military. By which I mean the uh, government gave me a year's salary to get the fuck out, and I spent a year drinking beer, smoking weed, and watching porn. I've lived life. And cause I had a lot of free time that year, I would spend it drinking beer by the pool in my apartment complex, watching the working folk go by. Now, maybe it was fate reaching out, but far more likely it was just coincidence. But the only people who shared my kind of free time were a couple of guys who happened to be Mormon missionaries living in the complex. Is that the proper nomenclature? Oh, no, I'm sorry. They don't like to be called Mormons anymore. Now it's, um, uh... The Club of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So the two of the three of us saw a lot of each other. Now, these two missionaries who were in retrospect perfectly nice, as is everyone in the Latter-day Saints because it's an article of faith, but they always seem to find me in the midst of what they would consider a sin. Every time I walk back across the street with a 12-pack of beer, there they were. They found me all but having sex with my girlfriend in the pool one evening. It's the old hit it and quit it, bro. Every time I lit a joint in the parking lot, boom, missionaries. All these two dudes ever saw of me was smoking, drinking, or fornicating, and I think they became very concerned about the state of my soul. 
And I want to tell you that I respected them, but that would be a lie. I, instead, I kind of reveled in their polite, in their kind-hearted, polite attempts to save my mortal soul and met them with an evil grin and an offer of a sinful indulgence. I even gave them nicknames to their face, referring to them as Brother Beavis and Brother Butthead. <laughs> And when they tried to offer me a book of Mormon or a copy of the Bible, both of which I already had, I would offer them a satanic Bible or a copy of Hustler. And I took a rather particular glee in telling them that Joseph Smith was David Koresh without the benefit of CNN, and that L. Ron Hubbard was at least got a boat when he started a call. I was a vicious dick to these dudes for no other reason than the malicious glee I got for being an asshole. Still, with all of this, they got off light because at least I didn't shoot them full of arrows and leave their body to rot in the parking lot. Which is exactly what happened to American missionary John Allen Chow last week when he illegally attempted to reach a remote island off the coast of India where an uncontacted tribe of indigenous people dwell. Chow, 26, was from southwestern Washington State where he attended Vancouver Christian High School. He went on to graduate from Oral Roberts University, a Christian college in Oklahoma in 2014, with a degree in health and exercise science was a fucking gym teacher. While there, he worked with the university's missions and outreach department, unquote. He then took it into his head that he would go to this island and give the tribes the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is going to end well. Oh, <laughs> it didn't. It really didn't. But I'm going to come back to John in just a moment. Let's talk about the Sentinelese. They've believed to have been on this remote island for more than a thousand years. Their ancestors immigrated and migrated there from Africa sometime, I don't know, a thousand plus years ago. They speak an isolated language of which no known living analog exists. And since they vigorously defend the island from foreigners, no one has interacted with them to even try to make a translation. The tribe is thought to number somewhere between 50 and 400. They all live in communal dwellings inland from the shore. And from an article describing the people on SurvivorInternational.org, quote, from what can be seen from the distance, the Sintelese Islanders are clearly extremely healthy and thriving, in marked contrast to the great Adamese tribes to whom the British attempted to bring to civilization. The people who are seen on the shores of North Sentinel Island look proud, strong, and healthy, and at any one time observers have noted the many children and pregnant women, unquote. The one thing we know for sure about the Sentinelese people is they have a very firm universal policy of no visitors, no deliveries. Since first contact in 1880, when the British kidnapped six people, four of them were children and the two were elderly, and the elderly people died, the tribe has resisted violently almost every effort to contact them. Only during one documented instance did the tribe take gifts of coconuts from researchers. Another time, National Geographic crews left gifts on the shore only to be shot with arrows and see their gifts, including a live pig, torn up and buried in the sand. The Sentinelese killed two fishermen in 2006 when they washed ashore, and and they shoot routinely shoot arrows at helicopters and drones, especially the one time with the show pick is of the tribe uh, of a tribesman trying to shoot down a helicopter when it was trying to see if they made it through the tsunami of 2004. To be blunt, the Sentinelese people quite wisely have not only not only failed to put out a welcome mat, but have quite plainly expressed their desire the rest of the world can fuck right off and mind its own goddamn business. Enter John Allen Chow, who decided he was going to be the voice of God to the heathen and set out to break all kinds of laws to proselytize the Sentinelese. From an article in the Tennessee, and quote, God sheltered me and camouflaged me against the Coast Guard and the Navy, John Allen Chow wrote before he was killed last week on North Sentinel Island. 
Indian ships monitor the waters around the island, trying to ensure outsiders do not go near the Sentinelese, who repeatedly made clear they want to be left alone. When a young boy tried to hit him with an arrow on his first day on the island, Chow swam back to the fishing boat he'd arranged to wait for him offshore. The arrow, he wrote, hit a Bible he was carrying. He said, quote, Why did a little kid have to shoot me today? Unquote. He wrote in his notes, which he left with the fisherman before swimming back the next morning. Take a hint, dude. John did not take a hint. Because on November 17th, Chow instructed his guides to leave him as he rode his kayak back to the island once more. The fisherman who took him out to the island said, Dude, dude, do not do this. But with the fire of the Lord burning in his soul, Chow rode into shore one more time. And this time, the islanders did not just shoot his Bible. They shot John Allen Chow. A lot. The last thing the fisherman saw was the islanders dragging his body through the sand down the beach and burying him there. Not unlike they did with the Nat Geo pig back in the 1970s. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Now, I'm probably coming across a little bit dickish. I mean, the guy is dead, his family's grieving, and if you think about it, he died doing something he felt passionate about. It would be like if, uh, I don't know, uh, I died by falling into a vat of Jameson. But for some low-rated podcast to come along and mock his death and his faith, that's a pretty th- shitty thing to do. But say if you looked at it from a different perspective, perhaps the perspective of Sentinelese, one could see where my derision might originate. Let's say you're at home. You're minding your own damn business, living your life, which is a pretty good one. You've got everything you can imagine. Food, shelter, family. You spend your days doing meaningful things to you, and you don't bother anyone. And all you want from the world is no one fucks with you. That sounds amazing. Then one day this dude shows up in your house. He's waving some square thing in your face. You've never seen anything like it, shouting at you in a language you can't understand. But you've heard of this kind of shit before because the first time some asshole like this showed up, they stole your ancestors and killed two of them. How would you react to dickhead? You tried to warn him off. You shot his little square thing with an arrow and that drove him away the first time. But now this fucker is back in your home. You tried being reasonable. So what do you do now? We gotta kill him, motherfucker! We gotta kill him! You're goddamn right. And I'm not gonna shit on the work of all missionaries and the things they do around the world. Religious organizations feed, clothe, and provide medical care for millions of people all over the planet. They place themselves in harm's way in war zones and try their best to build bridges between the developing world and modernity. Which is fine if the people want a bridge. But if they've made it clear to you you should keep your damn bridges and Bibles to yourself, what right do you have to keep pushing it on them? Also... All of this good work comes with a big fucking price for the people they're helping. Have you heard the good news about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? It's a package deal, folks. You don't get the dessert unless you have the Last Supper. And it doesn't matter to the missionary that the people they are converting have a rich faith of their own, sometimes spanning back much longer than Western religions. The white Savior has come unto you with the word of the Lord so that you can be redeemed. So put away your childish things and come into the one true faith. Whichever one of the myriad uncounted numbers of different versions of the faith shows up on your fucking doorstep with Tupperware and Amway products showing you the miracle of modernity. Let's not forget that along with God, the faith will bring other things like diseases which the heathen have no immunity to. In 1969, Western missionaries contacted the Curio people in Suriname for the first time. By 1971, half of the Curio were dead. Clearly, Jesus did not save. This happened in my lifetime, when people have a pretty good idea about medicines. Think of the millions who died throughout history because some god-botherer showed up with a bug up his ass and wandered off into the jungle waving a Bible around. 
And this could still happen to the Sentinelese. What with John's body still on the fucking island, authorities are still trying to decide whether they should go in and get him or not. What gives people the idea, the right to go around spreading their particular brand of religion, whether the world wants it or not? Let's hear from the last words of John Allen Chow via his notes. Lord, is this island Satan's last stronghold? Where none have heard or even had the chance to hear your name, unquote. I see your point. That sounds perfectly reasonable. Let me try to explain with a Bible verse, Mark sixteen fifteen, And Mark said, go unto the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Meaning that all the followers of Christ have a responsibility to spread the faith to everyone, whether they want to hear it or not. I mean, it's less a religion than a sales contest, which... Uh, Oh, that really, I think I could put a new spin on the Last Supper. I mean, maybe Jesus gathers all of his boys in the office and says something like, Let me have your attention for a moment. So you're talking. Talking about what? You're talking about bitching about that conversion you shot? Some son of a bitch that don't want to believe? Somebody that doesn't even want what you're preaching? Some broad you're trying to screw and so forth? Let's talk about something important. You, Luke, put that wine down. Wines for closers only. You think I'm fucking with you? I'm not fucking with you. I'm here from Uptown. I'm here from Abraham and Moses. And I am here on a mission of mercy. You, you, your name's Judas, right? You call yourself a preacher, you son of a bitch. I don't gotta listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal, because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is all you, all you, all you got just one week to regain your job starting tonight. Starting with tonight's cedar. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good, because we're adding a little something to this month's souls contest. As all of you know, first prize is kingdom of heaven. Anyone want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. You get the picture? Are you laughing now? You got leads. Abraham and Moses paid good money. Get their names to sell them. If you can't close the leads you're given, you can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal. Beat it. Because you're going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. Fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 33 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. You know why, mister? You you walked in in sandals to get here tonight. I drove an 80,000 dinari Roman chariot. That's my name. And you, your name is Judas. It's you're wanting, and you can't play a man's game. You can't close them. And you go home to your wife, and you tell your wife your troubles. Because the only thing that counts in this life is get them to sign on the line which is dotted. You hear me, you fucking Pharisees? And that, pod friends, is evangelical Christianity in a nutshell. Not all religions are like this. Not even all Christians. Catholics who used to be like this, but decided to just use the fact they don't allow birth control to fill up the pews. <laughs> Even Catholics want you to jump through some hoops to become a Catholic. So you got to take a class and some shit. And I've never had a Catholic show up to my door before 9 a.m. with a pamphlet. Jews? Fuck, if you aren't one, don't even bother trying. Because sure, there's a, there's a way, but keep in mind that if you're a guy and you, <laughs> you still got a foreskin, there's a catch. Snip, snip. Muslims? also have a snip snip and they also want you to give up all the good things in life like bacon and booze and frankly how can paradise be paradise without bacon and booze buddhist shit 
Anyone can be one. You don't even have to believe in Buddha. They don't care. They just want you to like be cool and happy, which is religion goes is actually pretty fucking nice. Even your mainline Protestant faith is pretty laid back. You don't get a lot of Episcopalians shouting on the subway. But your evangelicals, my friend, they need converts. That's why those nice people in black pants, white shirts, and name badges come up to you when you're trying to make out with someone who's not your spouse in a pool. It's why the Jehovah's Witnesses knock on your door way too fucking early on Saturday morning. It's why that guy who seems otherwise normal at the office comes up to you when you're eating your soup in the break room and asks you where you go to church. Pro tip. Anyone who asks where you go to church, just say something vague about Zion and never ever fucking try to speak to him again. If they ask you to name a specific church or they say, is it Zion over on 4th Avenue? You say, no, 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 no. It's one at Shelbyville or some shit like that. Because asking where is asking if, if you go to church. And if you give the wrong answer, Bob from Accounts Payable is about to get all up in your business trying to witness to you. Bob, I'm trying to eat my fucking chunky soup before I go back to my desk to fill out pointless fucking forms for another four hours and I go home. I do not need to hear about the time you got caught in Velcro underwear trying to butt fuck a sheep and went to prison where you found the lord okay bob your sheep fucking is not my problem and i want to find if i want to find jesus i'm pretty sure i could just google his ass no one needs you to help bob okay mind your fucking business stay away from the sheep and let me get on with my life take it easy dave you take it easy you got any manner and it is also why whenever i get on a subway car there's somebody someone that almost definitely needs medication and needed it an hour ago is going to stand up and start preaching the rare version of whatever the voices in their head that they think is God wants them to let us know all about. And for some reason, that message almost always involved the fact that they want to fuck men, whoever's political official is in office, or that the fact that their neighbor's cat is fucking Satan. And they shout their message at the top of their lungs because God cannot hear them unless they scream over the sound of the subway. It is also the reason why some schmuck goes to the ends of the fucking earth to find the last people in the entire world who has not been annoyed by some believer shoving their beliefs right down their throat and promptly shove his beliefs right down their throat. Unless they pincushion his ass with fucking bows and arrows and bury him on the beach and Bob better fucking pray to his God that I never have a bow and arrow delivered to the office. The only people worse than evangelicals are former evangelicals who become atheists because those fuckers are just as annoying all the time ranting about their former religion and making snarky intimate comments or recording mean-spirited podcasts insulting dead missionaries. I think the thing that makes it so fucking frustrating is that the people who do this kind of shit really genuinely believe they are helping you. They don't want to win any awards for the most souls brought in over a month. There's not a set of steak knives and no one will get fired if they don't meet quota for the quarter. They believe they are giving you the ultimate gift, eternal life and the love of the Almighty God that someone would, someone could refuse this gift does not compute in their deity-addled brains. This is why they are so fucking persistent and act like you just kicked a puppy when you tell them to go fuck themselves when you're trying to eat your soup in the break room. And it's also why they will walk smiling into a crowd of pissed-off tribespeople shooting arrows at them in the full faith that the Lord will protect them in this life or, if it be his will, reward them in the next. It's also the slightly less deranged than the idea of flying airplanes into buildings and being rewarded with the 17th verse in the afterlife slightly less deranged but you know what there's an even darker motive buried in all this as well because these folks not only believe in the end times they really want them to happen sooner rather than later 
from an article on Playboy.com, quote, Chow was, after all, steeped in the same radical Christian ideology I grew up with, an ideology whose adherents reject pluralism and believe that the gospel must be preached to, quote, every nation, tribe, and tongue, unquote, a reference to the Revelation 7.79, before Jesus will supposedly return in an event known as the rapture. To someone driven by this kind of Christian extremism, a little thing like the very real possibility that an entire people could face annihilation for the microbes he brought with them, since the North Sentinelese are so isolated they lack the immunity to common diseases, cannot stand in the way of plans of a deity who gave ancient Israel a mandate to exterminate the Canaanite peoples. This is an ends justify the means Christianity, unquote. Their mission is to spread the word so the sinners can be sorted out from the chosen when Jesus comes back to enact his final vengeance on humanity. You know, because Jesus... But he loves you. All of this missionary zeal from the whack job on the train to the idiot on the island stems out of a kind of poisonous idea of love through possession. And it is replete in Christian ideology. Love is not the caring and compassion of a sharing the world together that Jesus actually taught and the few scraps of teachings we seem to have. Love is rather the patriarchal male-dominated I own your ass so you will do what I say whether you like it or not that that Paul shat all over the faith when he took over. It's the kind of love that makes a father slap the shit out of you for daring to question his wisdom. The kind of love that makes a mother disown her child for being gay in violation of her faith. It's the kind of love that makes people torture a people who believe in the same God, just a different version. It's the kind of love that makes you enslave an entire race of people based on a twisted interpretation of Bible verses and then force the people you enslave to believe in your God so you keep them docile and content. It's the same kind of love that allows you to exclude the descendants of your former slaves and believers of your actual fucking faith for another hundred years based on the same shitty interpretation of the verses you used to enslave their ancestors. It's the kind of love that tells women they must be subservient to men, children subservient to other fathers, and all of humanity subservient to the church, and that is perfect, and that is perfectly fine to blow up the only fucking world that we have because God will give us a new one in heaven. That is the kind of love that drives a missionary zeal and that is the kind of love that gives love a very bad name so i think i think i can see why the sentinelese people wanted to keep that shit out at any fucking cost Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is it for our show this week. Some of you might think I've shown at least bad taste by mocking a dead guy. And those who think that, I want to say, hi, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening for your first and what I can only assume will be your last time. I also can only hope that uh, you've enjoyed my Alec Baldwin impression from the Glenn Glary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross Last Supper bit. I'm really proud of that. I uh, probably shouldn't ask that you rate and review the show wherever you go to get your podcast as you'll give it a very low rating, but I'm going to do that anyway. And if you'd like to insult me for my thoughtless ass hattery, please follow me on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast where I will block you 
when you try to convert me. If you're at all concerned about the full state of my soul, why not listen to all the shows just to be sure? They're on SoundCloud of the show name at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Blasphemer Bledsoe, producer, Laps Church of England, Gavin, and all the fictional heathens on this show, we want to say that we did not do this entire show just to make this utterly tasteless and depraved joke here at the end, but we were really happy when we thought of it. We'll see you all next week. no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.